Coalesce listeners, I have an amazing podcast for you. It is with my guest, Blake Fly. He is a nine-time TEDx speaker. And when how I know Blake and the way I think of Blake is he is absolutely a master at keeping connected with people in a very unique way. He's great at sending little messages to connect with people that he doesn't know, to stay top of mind in an engaging, fun, and delightful way. (laughs) So I can't wait for you to listen, to hear from Blake Fly as he gives you tips on how you can really build relationships with people, those you know and those you don't even know yet. So listen in, highly recommend you take a peek at this episode. It was such a blast for us to record together, and I even took down so many tips from Blake. Welcome everyone, Blake Fly. Blake Fly, welcome to the show. Thank I'm, you for having me. I'm thrilled for this. I guess we should start. I've been recruiting you hard to be on this show, and you've been running around saying your power is out in a very unique way that I've never heard. <laughs> Hydro. Hydro. I did Google that, Blake, and look up. I realized out? you taught me that Hydro is not actually a term. It's just a company. It's sort of like, pass me a Kleenex. Kleenex is the company. It's not actually called Kleenex. So Hydro is in where I live. It's like the company that provides powder, p- power, not powder. Okay. So this is interesting, Blake. <laughs> um, when I searched Hydro out, I was like, what does Hydro out mean? My electrical company came up. Oh. Like the first search terms was Duke. Duke Electrical. And I was like, that's weird. And I was like, it must mean the power's out. And that's how I ended up getting there. So that's fascinating that I now know it's the company there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So just letting you in that not all of us understand that. Um, Well, welcome. I'm glad we're finally doing this. It's going to be a fun show. So fun for everyone to listen to, too. I'm pumped. I have an incredibly dialed in script that I will read verbatim through the whole show. That's no freestyling whatsoever. That's a lie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're a former lawyer, so you understand. Yes. I can pick up doubt from a mile away. <laughs> good, good, good. So I told you right before we went live that one of the fascinating things I asked you to send your bio over and I read through it and it actually just brought a lot of joy and delight to me. So I said, oh. I've never read a bio on a podcast before, but I'm going to read your bio. Okay. Gets a taste of Blake Fly's bio. And then we're going to go in on different areas that I just find fascinating and pieces of you that I know that I actually think is your gift. And I'd love to talk about that more. Uh, I'd be honored. Okay. Look, listen to this, you guys. Here's Blake Fly's bio. Blake Fly believes that unexpected appreciation is rocket fuel to create unforgettable relationships in business and life. He's a husband, dad, entrepreneur, and nine-time TEDx speaker. Blake's innovative sales approaches and relationship-building methods have gotten him hired to deliver speeches on over 1,000 in-person stages and invited to work with companies such as Lululemon, LinkedIn, and Microsoft. He recently completed a personal project called Reach 1000 Lives, sharing business building strategies by filming one Facebook Live video per day for 1000 days in a row. 
Blake is also the producer of the 55-year event series for business leaders called the Thank You Live. It is the annual gratitude experience for entrepreneurs to look back on their years, celebrate their progress, and appreciate their people by delivering hundreds of gratitude messages in real time. And when I read that, I was like, that's amazing because you're not even 55. <laughs> How is it hearing that? Um, just hearing about your journey and everything you do, Blake. It reminds me that I am very down for long-term public commitments. Yeah. How are you that down with these 1,000 days of lives in 55-year journey? I am fascinated by that. Completely fascinated because I just wish I could just double down on that. I'd say it's because... I'm actually inconsistent. And so by creating bold public consistency declarations, I just, I orient myself in that direction. It's sort of like a mentor of mine. He's one of the most restricted people I've ever met in terms of hours he works in a week, apps he has on his phone versus doesn't have on his phone. Uh, times you can reach him over email and he puts in his email signature if you're curious why i'm like so restrictive and so limited with how you can access me click here mm. he basically says like i am the most distractible unreliable person around if i don't have these personal systems in place i will self-destruct mm. and so as a result He's like one of the most rigid, dialed in business leaders I've ever met. And he's extremely successful because of it. So for me, I believe bold, long-term public declarations of hyper-consistent projects, it just, it, it counters for my, my, my weak side when I'm left all alone. <laughs> yeah, so... I've got so many things I want to ask about this. And the first one is when you, let's say thank you live, which actually is a phenomenal event. I went to it last year, except for I left a little early because I go to bed so early, which is a commitment of mine. Thank you live. You've declared 55. How how many years in are you right now? The 55 years. We're coming up on year eight of 55. Eight of 55. Also, this means you're going to live at least so long, right? Like you've declared many things with this 55 years. That's the goal. I don't even actually know the full math on it because I'm currently 38. We're in year eight. So I guess I kicked it off at 30 years old. So what does that put me? 85? Yeah, that's good. Like, good. Can't predict the future, but I'm pretty sure by the time I'm 85, that's going to be like the new 68. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And can you imagine how many people are going to be at Thank You Live when you're 85? Just really think about that. Cool thought. I mean, because I've declared it so long term, I also have had thoughts around like, what do I want it to become? Do I want to keep it cozy? Do I want it to grow really huge? And I have permission to, even if I do four people at a dinner table one year, it counts as the annual event. But my vision is it's probably going to, you know, keep growing. Yeah. And this was my actual question, not your age and where you were going to go. But my question was, is like, 
so you allow yourself to flow within these 55 year declarations that you make. Cause this, the first thing that comes in, I was like in five years from now, cause I've, I was a lawyer. I sold it, let go of that part of my life. I've moved communities and let go. I am this person that like sheds layers like a snake. Yeah. And this 55 years when I read that, there's something that comes up in me that's like, whoa, I have no idea who I'll be in 10 years. Fascinating. Yeah. So how did you find something that you were so in love with that you're like, I can declare this? Or how do you look at this? Can you let me in on Blake? Blake's mind? Yeah, it's actually a great exercise in real time because even some of the communities you and I have been in together, there's some areas of my life or my business where I'm I'm wobbly. Mm. So I can't declare like 30 days out. And there's some areas of my life or my business where I just feel like a 600 year old oak tree. I'm like, bring it, I'm ready. And so an example of that is it's like as a new dad, I mean, I started this project where once a month I make a two minute audio message for each of our kids. And the goal is to do that every month until I'm dead mm -hmm. and then to leave the link behind so that they can click on it. And it's literally just like an audio playlist of me speaking to them. I know that scheduling that will be the challenge, but the thought of having to do that every month for the rest of my life, I'm like, absolutely bring it on. I'm, I'm obsessed with that concept and I'm helping other entrepreneurial dads do it too. The, 55 year event selfishly i'm just doing that because i know no matter who i am where i am what i'm doing what i've become once a year i want to look back on my own year celebrate my own progress and appreciate my people so even if no one comes to the thing it's a ritual i don't want to let more than 12 months pass before i do it again and without the event i might skip the ritual and then marriage, like my beautiful bride, Emily, on my wedding ring, I inscribed, uh, what does it say? August 4th, 2093, because that would be our 75th wedding anniversary. My goal is like, get there together. Interesting. And at our wedding, in my speech, I, I think it's, here it is. Okay, so this is our wedding back invitation. Back on his shelf and picked up. Yes, go ahead, Blake. This, this is our wedding invitation. And then one of my groomsmen, he's like a nerd who can work pretty quick on a computer. I'm like, hey, Andrew, can you like make a little thing and bring it to the wedding? He's like, yeah, sure. So identical invite. He, he, re, he printed it and made it look identical. The only difference is we changed a couple words. So now this invitation looks identical but it says the family of emily elliott and blake flyshacker request your presence at emily and blake celebrating 75 years of marriage tuesday august 4th 2093 cranberry creek gardens which is where we got married dinner and dancing to follow <laughs> and so i printed out the, these invites and i passed one to each of my groomsmen and i was just like yo you guys just like Keep me on track and i did that because i mean i'm not trying to be some romantic it's like there are ebbs and flows in life and in business and in relationships and i find that i need those those like north star symbols 
So even sometimes when Emily and I get into these like stressful spots or seasons of like intensity or arguments, sometimes I'll literally take off my ring. I'll look at it, be like, look, re- read this day. Is this the day? She's like, no, exactly. This day's not here yet. So we're going to sort this out. <laughs> so that, so that kind of stuff. That's so good. I love that, Blake. Man, yeah. You kind of have this all like rippled all over your life, this very long-term declarations of like, yep. Yeah. yeah. And I think to give you the less long-winded version of the answer, what really taught me this is I had the joy of being voted as my high school valedictorian. I didn't expect to receive that. So I had to give a 20-minute speech at graduation all about the last four years of high school. So I was basically commissioned to spend months looking back on high school and packaging that experience in a universal nature and reflecting it back to my peers at grad. And it was the coolest experience to create, to reflect on, to build, to deliver. And when I did that, and it went really well, it taught me a lot of like my gifts and superpowers, but it also made me realize, whoa, most people only do these kinds of exercises when they're going to die. And I was asked to do that exercise at the age of 17. Mm -hmm. I think that really set a tone for me wanting to do these rituals long, long, long term that make me hyper present to life because I know we all get hyper presenced in times of tragedy, but like I kind of manufacture the hyper presencing opportunities. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So I'm going to go in because something I didn't fully realize that aspect of you from our interactions. I did somewhat, but just reading them, I think I realized that in a much deeper way and bringing in Emily and your marriage and your ring. It's like, wow. Because I had always seen you, Blake, as like this master at connection and relationships. Thank you. Yeah. And the one thing I'm going to give a couple of examples, but the one I remember going to your thank you live and you're like, yeah, let's just take a phone out and scroll and stop on a person. And we're going to call them up immediately. And I was like, what? Who does that? I'm thinking of like, how many adversaries do I have, you know, being a lawyer in my phone or people that I've only talked to once or I had to talk to right. on a deal. So I was like, there's no way I would call them. Like they wouldn't right. even know who I was. I, and I realized like, do you, what? Like, I was like, I would have to clean my phone out before I come to your next thank you live, which might be a good endeavor for me to go into. But I was like, that's a lot. I've got thousands of numbers in my phone. Right. So many of them are people probably that I don't even know. I yeah. bet you I could go through a lot of my phone. I don't, couldn't even tell you who the people were. Yeah. And it's fascinating, but you're just like, yeah, let's just give them a call. And you got other people doing it too. And it was creating this environment of like, people really matter and like (laughs) reaching out and people, I think people matter. And I just do it in a different way from you, but that was fascinating. So tell me about that. Like how you just have this unique perspective on, I can reach out to anyone at any time and make their life delightful in the moment. Well, I don't know if it's anyone, but it's a lot of people. Like. For anyone listening to this, in this moment, in your phone, there's hundreds of names, maybe thousands of names. And if you were to just get out your contacts right now and start scrolling, 
you'll see a lot of names like don't know who that is don't know who that is because it was maybe like this one-time conversation or whatever or like calling for a service provider or something then you see other names like whoa haven't talked to them in a while wow it's been so long oh my gosh they're so great like you get kind of these like emotional hits as you just scroll through your contacts and i believe that every single person could receive the following message i'm about to share and it actually be suitable and appropriate and the message is these seven words hey i just wanted to say thanks mm. if you were to send that to basically anyone in your phone there's only four responses you can get i know this because i've done this thousands of times in front of live audiences of four people or four thousand people and when you have a few thousand people all doing this activity at once you get you get a lot of stats <laughs> only four responses that you can get to those seven words first confusion a reply that looks like for what <laughs> second is concern a reply that, that looks like are you okay because usually we only send this stuff when like something's going bad or like we need help third response is like sarcasm someone who responds with you're welcome <laughs> or like some weird like emoji and then lastly no response mm -hmm. you might not hear back people are super busy these days or they're not used to just getting unexpected appreciation but i believe everyone can get those seven words because we're not explaining ourselves we're just passing on some acknowledgement and then once we get a reply then we can specify why we sent it to them and if you're wondering well what would i say it's it's the most challenging thing and the most easy thing to just tell someone one moment of impact they've had on your life just one and usually we don't even know these things but when we tell people it's a it's a very humanizing experience even even here I'll, I'll do one right now it's like early on when i met you through a group you asked if my beautiful wife emily and i wanted to connect on zoom with you and ben because it was like peak pandemic time and it was like those conversations are epic we were in like the trenches of newborn life at that time with our babies and like wow like we haven't even really talked to each other <laughs> lately unless it's about like garbage changing or like diapers and stuff and it just felt like holy smokes that feels like going to peru <laughs> just like do this hour hanging out with cool people on zoom as a couple and so a moment of impact you had on me was i felt really seen and really excited the thought of sort of like being invited on like a digital double date <laughs> while we were in just the thick of so much as new parents and that seemed like a little thing but it was a, it was a it was a big thing because it's so fun when you get to meet other couples or new friends and just like you click and you have inspiring conversations so i could literally in 10 years from now message you and say hey just want to say thanks and you'll be like who's this what <laughs> for, for what and i could tell you this exact moment i just shared 10 years from now it'll still be true 
but it'll probably bring you pause in that moment for an extra five seconds in your day or maybe five minutes in your day or maybe five days in your week because it's like whoa this dude just time warped me and i didn't even know that was impactful i forgot because he said it to me 10 years ago mm -hmm. yeah it's really interesting because i've had people come up and share things like a moment of impact with me that was Nothing in my, like, wasn't in my, I remember the conversation almost always or where I was speaking, where I dropped in for them, but they'll say like, I remember you from, I met you, I remember you three years ago when you spoke on this stage or something mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, it's fascinating. What do you remember? And it's really interesting what they say. Do you get that feedback back from others? Because this is like something that you're putting out into the world so often. Do people come up and like, Blake, like you really to change this for me. Yeah, I do. I don't have a ton of specific memories of it because it's kind of that general like, yo, I started to like say thanks more and this is like really fun and I tell people more of this stuff now. But there are some specific examples that do float to the top of my mind. And one that stands out is I gave a speech keynoting some conference, I don't know, seven years ago. And I talked about this whole like, get out your phone right now. Pick a person. Let's go. And like in real time, we sent these texts. And years later, by the way, when I do this, I have everyone turn their phones on the sound. So you hear like the pinging and the dinging of like the sent messages and then the coming back message. It's really cool. Like you see the room just shift with the sounds. And so years later, a girl came up to me and she was like, hey, I saw you speak like two years ago. And I just really wanted to say like, thanks, because I did that thing you told me where like send a thank you message. I'm like, oh, yeah, glad it was helpful. Just no, like really, like thank you, like you're welcome. What what was so impactful about it? It's like, well, I sent that message. Hey, I just want to say thanks, and it was to someone that you know I kind of was like interested in. He replied, and he said, "For what?" And I replied, and I said, "For the dinner you're going to buy me tonight." And he was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so we went out on a date. And uh, we're now engaged. I'm like, well, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's so, amazing. I'm not saying like, I made that marriage happen. But it's cool how those little messages of gratitude can serve as some pretty powerful accelerators. And it's really playful. Like that was one of the most playful ways you could approach it of all time. And it made a really wicked relationship possible. Yeah. So if I start, if you start getting more of those, please add that to the bio. I have been the catalyst. to matchmaker. Yeah, matchmaker. So this playful piece, like we, a uh, mentor that we met through has playfulness at our heart. And I know it's in me and I can feel it in you. There's this way that you interact. Like I get little Blake uh, messages through Facebook that are always so playful and fun and just like, Hey, we're getting a podcast on it. We're going to make this happen. You know, you're just very <laughs> playful. <laughs> so there's this playfulness that you embrace in regards to building your business. I have a feeling it even talks about like how you do sales approaches. You've been on TEDx stages nine times. The way you reach out and build community is just like, I feel like you're on your phone all the time, just dropping these, just like, hey, seeing you. Like, what are you? is that your world? Can you let Completely. me in? Okay. 
bring me behind the scenes. Completely. I want to see behind the scenes of Blake's world because this is phenomenal. And I'm thinking, is he on his phone all the time? You just like, do you just instantly like drop in and know exactly what to say? How does this work? Tell me more. <laughs> I was leading a two day event yesterday and the day before at a barn. And a big focus of it was how to get booked on stages for people who want to speak and stuff. And I'm not a booking agent, uh, but I, you know, I've spoken on a lot of stages. So people ask me like, how do you do it? And I tell them, but one of the things I love teaching is some of what we've talked about already. It's like, how can you just send these messages that no one expects to receive? And you're not trying to like catch them off guard. It's just, would you be willing to send the thoughts that cross our mind hundreds of times a day as soon as they do or are you just going to get back to your busy work so for example let's say um i'm just out like walking with the kids and i pass a house number and that house is like 14. i might be reminded of oh my gosh 14 like my buddy devin that was his hockey number mm. it just you know these thoughts come to us hundreds of times a day. Most people just keep walking. I get on my phone like, Devin. It's like a voice note or something. Like, I just passed a house at December 14. Reminded me of grade five. Our hockey team was called Lone Star. That was your number. I was better than you. Anyway, have a great Wednesday. And then I get back to walking the kids. Now, Devin, he's just like a, a great friend from grade two. Whereas, uh, I literally one time was grocery shopping and <laughs> I saw a like a bunch of bananas and one of my former speaking colleagues, this guy like is obsessed with smoothies. He's just like always eating smoothies, drinking smoothies, just he's a banana freak. So I just like thought of him when I saw a bunch of bananas. So I'd like take a picture of the bananas. I went on, I guess like Instagram or Facebook or something. I just sent him the photo of the bananas. I'm like, have a great day. You're probably eating one of these right now. Went back to shopping. Like I just, I do my best to let people in on the thoughts when they cross my mind. And so even, even this, like I now know from this conversation, before we hopped on, we were talking about camping and your love for your teardrop trailer. And so if I see a teardrop trailer, that's fun to say, teardrop trailer, teardrop trailer. <laughs> I can tell if you're I slowing it way that, down to get it out. I appreciate it. Go ahead. In a few months ahead or something, maybe I'll see one. I'll think of this conversation. If I can, I might take a picture. Maybe I'll take a video. Or if I can't, I'll just send a message anyway. Be like, Jennifer, just saw a teardrop trailer. <laughs> Have a good one. That's it. <laughs> like, I'm out. I'm not asking for anything. I'm not like, it's, it's just, Hey, thought of you telling you thought of you telling you thought of you telling you. So yes, this is my world. And yesterday at the event, because we were at this spectacular barn on this massive property, it's currently autumn. It's like perfect weather where we live. And there's this huge cornfield that we're standing in front of. And the owner of this property, her name is Bree. And so I'm making all these references to like the cornfield and I'm showing quick little video examples of like, look, I'll, I'll send a video right now. I'm like, Hey, so-and-so what's up and just hanging out at a cornfield and uh thought of you. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. And someone mentioned, it's like, Hey, Bree, if you don't know this about Blake, 
he's probably now every time he like sees a cornfield he's probably gonna like tell you and this seems super weird but if you go into full business mode now like being top of mind is a superpower in business and having a high level of no and like and trust with a person in a relationship that's a superpower and so i love being top of mind and speeding up the no like and trust process and i find that a voice note or a video you just more quickly can know me and like me and trust me if i'm approaching a conversation kind of like we're buddies and i think a way to create trust especially quickly is is just being self-deprecating and playfully vulnerable mm. and that's a pretty courageous move i suppose but I'll share this and then I'll kind of wrap this thought, which is I told a story yesterday about how I went to a conference one time. I carry thank you cards every time I go to a conference because that's kind of a way I like to connect with folks. And even though I'm extroverted, truthfully, I get weird in new social situations. I don't like approaching people cold. So sometimes I'll write them a thank you note if I like saw them on stage or whatever. This guy's conference. He's a main mentor of mine. He was shouting out his parents at that conference. His parents were in the room. I look to this guy, I look to him as like a dad, as a husband, as a business leader. And she's talking about his parents. I'm like, I'm gonna write his parents a thank you card. Cause you know, I guess they've had an impact on this guy. <laughs> so I wrote his parents a quick thank you card, found them on the break. I was like, hey, my name's Blake, we haven't met yet. I just wanted to write you this. It's just fun to hear Stu tell stories about you guys. Nice to meet you. And then I walk off, they read the card, clearly they're moved. I go back in like 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, guys, good to meet you again. Anyway, going to go back to my seat. They're like, wait, wait. That, like, no one, no one's ever written us a card like this. Like, this is so meaningful. Thank you. I'm like, oh, you're welcome. And that was that. I find out years later, that card, Stu's mom put it on the little table where they put their car keys right when you walk in the house. So like the first thing you see when you walk in their house and take your shoes off, apparently, is my card. And so every time Stu goes to see his folks, there's that card. And that wasn't my intention. But it was like an unforgettable piece that apparently I created. And it gets hundreds of impressions a year, sometimes a month, just they see it. And now every time I pass a road sign, that says Georgina, which is the name of his mom. I will just take a picture and I'll just send it to Stu because it's like a fun inside joke we've got. But that road sign is basically like anchoring a major moment of connection. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to like get in with the parents. I was literally thinking, I imagine it would be cool to hear as a parent the impact your kid has had on other people and their life or their family. So I just wrote a few sentences about that. So anyway, all this to say that, yeah, I'm on my phone a lot and I'm writing random notes a lot. And if I'm being super honest, it's a way to procrastinate a lot of the time. Cause I'm like, I don't want to do my work. I just want to connect with people. But usually the connecting to people in this way leads to like even more beautiful work. Mm -hmm.
Mm-hmm. And I think you're right about that. I always say that business is meant to be extremely simple and it's mm-hmm. like focusing on the people first, even, even in law, like law was, I did the law, but it was really focusing on the people and like making them feel special and giving them your time. That is what they remember. Is what they remember so deeply. And you even work with people because I, in my world, I get a lot of people that come to me desiring to speak more, wishing they had more clients. And I always am trying to say it comes back to trust in relationships. And you are this amazing person on the front end to elicit this feeling in people. And you teach this to people too. Like people come to you being like, how do you do this, Blake? How do you get so many doors open? Because I'm sure what you are doing, like you said, is making even more beautiful business opportunities. And I'm sure it's didn't like every one of your nine TEDx speeches you were invited in to talk? Yeah. I've never applied for a TEDx, never even seen the application. Yeah. And I think that's fascinating to this point of what you do and the magic behind it is people remember you and they invite you in. And I think that is actually one of the most profound ways to do business is you spread yourself and you build trust with so many people. You get invited in. I always say, go back to the relationships. If you want to look for a list of all the speaking opportunities across the nation, that's a really slow way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like build relationships with people and you'll get on the stage much faster. Yeah. It's funny. Every time I try and do that, even for myself, like I'll just look up a, a list of all these places I could, I kind of buckle. I just freeze. I'm like, huh. I don't know. It seems tedious. And then I just kind of get back to, connecting with folks in cool, meaningful ways, not to be like, this might lead to business, but just, hey, thought of you, what's up? And sometimes I'll make a clear request of like, hey, thought of you, what's up? I got this opportunity in mind. Tell me what your thoughts are on this. I'd love to do the following. Is this relevant? Is this not? Let me know. So it'll be a very clear like business approach. Other times it's just, hey, saw a cornfield. So I'm sending you an audio. Ask you a question. Um, And this is for your insight on this. What stops most people from doing this for themselves? Well, I I learned the research on this years ago. So I'll give that answer. And I'm not a huge like researcher guy. My, My way of research is just talking to humans. Like if I could go to a library or go to a retirement home, I'm going to the retirement home and I'm going to interview everybody in there. So one time when I was actually reading, and I like reading, but you know, like researching, here's the reasons why people don't reach out more often and just appreciate one another. First, we forget. That is the number one reason. This is never urgent. This is never a burning building. This is never like, if you don't do this, you're fired. So number one, we forget. Second reason we don't appreciate people more often, just show up in this way. We don't want it to be weird. That's a big one. Like, we don't want this to come across as weird. Okay. Third reason we don't do it, we don't know what to say. So I find these three reasons really fascinating because if these are the universal answers for all people, we don't do it because we forget. We don't want it to be weird. We don't know what to say. I love making a career out of those three things. If we forget, what are some rituals, reminders, or experiences that we could have? So. We're like, oh yeah, let's let's do some of that. That's why I built Thank You Live. If we don't want it to be weird, 
I get to show up when I'm doing keynotes or working with clients and I get to say, you don't want it to be weird? Well, guess what? I'm here to remind you that this is completely weird. So buckle up. Just own it. Like it's weird to send a picture of a cornfield on a Wednesday. <laughs> and then finally, if we don't know what to say, my favorite thing is coming up with just these simple little like nudges that get us into people's conversations like the, hey, I just wanted to say thanks. And notice how I'm not telling you how to write a whole thank you letter. I'm telling you how to send a message that piques interest and creates intrigue and then opens up some dialogue and they're like, huh? And then you just get to follow it up with, yeah, I thought of you and this is a moment where you really impacted me. And this might be kind of weird to hear, but I just felt like telling you. Mm. Or you can blame a guy like me. Like I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about reaching out to people that are important to us. You came to my mind. I thought I'd tell you. And if it's weird, I don't know. Blame the random guy I heard on that podcast. Yeah. And I think that, that, like those are prompts, right? The thank you uh, prompts that you're giving everyone. And it's also like you just follow your stream of consciousness of whatever came up. And I think that we try to um, change that so much. Like we try to alter it instead of, and so much of my work I do is about deepening relationships and then people be like, well, I couldn't say that to the person. And I was like, actually give me the unfiltered version of what's going on in your mind. And they'll say it. And I was like, that's exactly what you should be saying to the person. And they're like, no way I couldn't say that. And I tr teach people to be like the con like the way you're saying it or what's actually going to your mind is the most vulnerable way to reach out and say that to the person that will resonate the most deep because it's the truth. Mm. Right. And I think you're Absolutely. excellent at that too. Well, I don't know your thoughts on this, but that's why I often tilt to audios or videos because when I use the written word, I can do it quite well, but it, you know, it sort of slows me down a little or I get in my head a bit. But if I just hit record and say a sentence and hit send with my voice or like open up my phone and go selfie style little video while I'm walking around town, it just, to me anyway, it's, it's quite natural. I've honed it for like over a decade, but I find if people sort of build this muscle, it's a gift to hear someone's voice or to, see someone and they they look you in the eye by like connecting to the lens of their camera and saying hey jennifer blake here hanging out by a cornfield thought i'd just tell you something quick that might be relevant to you it's especially in the world of ai i think the most common question we'll be asking for maybe the rest of our lives is is this real mm. and so if we can show up the most real and make ourselves undeniably real communicators that no one even questions like is this real wow that is that is a leg up on the planet based on the future that we're heading into and the last thing i'll say about this is i'm actually in the process right now of attempting to reduce as much video communication for meetings as possible in my business like i'm I'm trying to get almost everything to phone meetings instead of video meetings because I I find I do my best work in nature. Yeah, if tell I me take, about this. Yeah. Yeah. I've been interested to talk to you about this. I'm glad we are landing here. 
Yeah. So I was talking to a colleague a few years ago. She's obsessed with like paddle boarding. And this was in the pandemic. And at the time, I was living at my parents' cottage with Emily for a couple months because, you know, bubbles and all that jazz back in the day. So we were just like on the lake for three months. Like this is this is a good spot to be stuck in. And I love being on water. And I love like kayaking and just like being in boats. And so that summer season, I tried to get as many Zoom meetings switched to phone meetings because then I did all my work while I was kayaking or in a boat. And so I had a call with my colleague. Her name's Kelsey. And she's like, oh, you want to do phone, not Zoom? Like, yeah, we'll do phone because like I'm going to be in a boat. She's like, what? <laughs> You're going to be in a boat? I'm like, yeah, why? Like, I don't know. I just, I never even, I never even considered like, doing a business meeting like while kayaking. <laughs> what? I was like, yeah. The only thing is you need to not be on video. Mm. If you're willing to be old school, like geography gets blown wide open. So I'm trying to reduce my Zoom meetings, increase my phone meetings, or just put video calls on like one day a week because I do my best work when I'm in nature. And there's a lot of trails around where we live. So if I'm on a trail, like on my bike or just walking and I have my cell phone, this this is where like my connecting goes infinite like i'll literally be on a trail in the woods i'll see a stick i'll just be like warped back to like oh my gosh that reminds me of that like cabin at that retreat that i went to six years ago oh yeah those three people i was in that like breakout group with them when we were hanging out outside of the building i'm gonna just send them a voice note and i literally will send them a voice note while walking in the woods being like deborah it's blake been three years random message here it comes i'm in the woods i just passed a stick i thought of this memory you're part of that memory. So instead of thinking this, I thought I would tell you this. Have a great Wednesday. And I'll send you a picture of the stick. Just so you know, I'm not some robot in this time of AI. Have a good one. What's a highlight in your world? Send. Mm. Boom. I'm like back. Three years of time has been collapsed because I saw a stick on the ground in the woods. <laughs> but the other thing I love about this is if you hear a message or see a message from me in that moment, let's say, like imagine I'm walking at sunrise and I send you a video of like, Jennifer, what's going on? Currently walking by a lake. It's sunrise. Look, sunrise. Pretty cool. Anyway, just saw a teardrop trailer. So <laughs> I thought I'd show you a video. I don't think that's your and Ben's teardrop trailer, but I trust you'll probably go and camping soon. All right. See you later. Here's the sunrise. To send someone that like micro experience is extremely powerful mm. if you're cool about it. Like if you're just sending noisy videos and audios and like filling someone's inbox and just sucking time out of their calendar, you're kind of being an annoying communicator. But if everything is thoughtful and creative and intriguing and just like sincere, it's such a gift to see someone or hear someone and they pull you into a moment. Yeah. It's really beautiful. 
It's really, really beautiful what you do and how natural you are. And it was fascinating to hear that you're switching to audio because I saw you post something of like, I'm doing a whole bunch of coaching calls, doing something. I can't remember what it was. It 48 was like, calls in 48 hours. Well, you no. did that. Yeah. But it was like, I'm going to be outside doing things. And I, um, just something about me is like, I actually take in a lot of my information visually. Yeah. So, and I read body, a lot of body sensations, like what people are doing. And I kind of read lips to be able to hear and stuff like that. So when I heard that and I was like, if I was out kayaking and taking calls, I would go nowhere. Like I would stop kayaking and full on listen with like everything. That's how I am when I'm with clients or whatnot. I'm just so in the zone monitoring everything that's going on with them. It's like my way of taking information, but it's the same as like audiobooks. They go in one ear and write out the other. I was like, huh? I can't remember things, but I read all the time. So I really like reading. For sure. So when I saw that, I was like, that blew my mind that you're just like out doing things. And I was like, I would just be stopping the car and pulling over. And a joke that I have running with my mom is she'll um, mention to me, like, I'll be driving somewhere and I call my mom. And then pretty soon I'll be like, I don't know where I am. Right. I am it's very like, similar. This happens every time. And I was like, there's something about concentration, like talking. So I barely drive and talk at the same time. So when I saw that, I was like, go Blake. That is just well, like such a freeing experience to be doing what you love and doing it that way. I do nature, like I can take notes for myself, but I just can't keep the interaction fully. Well, a hybrid is like stationary nature. So video meetings, but maybe like on a porch. You and I, once we had a meeting and you were on a porch or like uh, an outdoor kind of like work zone, or I have this vision that someday we'll have a setup where like my office is basically a tree house. Like it's just like a tree house studio. That's, that's my goal. So me too. stationary nature is also an option. Yeah. That's a goal for me as well. I've got lots of books and some people that have that. And I was like, that's going to be mine one day. So, <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up because I want to honor your time, Blake. And what do you have in the near future that you're working on where people could get more involved with your world? And don't mind the puppy swirling me right now. It's like, I'm getting Not a full on swirl from the dog. What is coming up for you? How are you helping people? Mm -hmm. I mean, what's coming up is year eight of 55 for Thank You Live. The interesting thing this year is it's now going back to in-person. And so I'm deciding how to weave in online as well and what that all looks like. And But that's that's something that's coming up. And whether people are involved in the event directly or just hearing this message indirectly, it's like I'm involved in helping people wrap up their year by looking back on their year celebrating their progress and actually delivering appreciation to people and sure one part it's warm and fuzzy and sweet but if we're kind of going left brain hard business for a second it's there's not many better ways to create opportunities for the new year in business than to go back on the past one and thank all the key people that played a role in helping you do what you do so well so that's that's the thing i'm involved in and then I think the other piece that I'm just really passionate more and more about is I'm doing a lot more work specifically with entrepreneurial dads, mm. kind of take all these themes, but apply it to, to legacy. It's like, how could you leave voice notes? How could you leave videos in the present to leave behind for your kids in the future? And how can you make sure you don't avoid it? Cause you forget 
or avoid it because it's weird or avoid it because you don't know what to say. So I like to kind of be a catalyst for, I'll remind you, I'll help you just get over the weirdness and I'll prompt you with some things to say. That way when we're gone, our kids can still like listen to conversations from us directly for them basically forever. Mm. And at different segments of your life, right? Yeah. They can plug in when they were five and you're sending these messages to when they have a five-year-old, right? That would be just yeah. phenomenal. And generations to come, I always wish I could hear my grandmother still, like as an adult, have really had that relationship with my grandparents. So it's beautiful what you're doing. Yeah. I think everyone has wanted something like this, but I feel like now technology makes it just like, boop, done. Whereas back in the day, it's like, that'd be cool. But like, how? Now it's easy. It's just, how do you kind of organize the files? So that's for the next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Where can people find you, Blake? Where can they find you? My website is blakefly.com. So that's one place. And I like Instagram. I'm not there all the time, but I like going there some of the time. And I'm just at Blakefly on Instagram. And uh, if they kind of want to learn these ways about just how to connect with people pretty quickly, you can go to instantconnecting.com. That's just like a little free video series on just there's some cool ways to connect with people and methods that not a lot of people even think of doing because they're old school and simple and kind of weird, but powerful. Mm. Well, thank you so much for being here, Blake. It's always such a pleasure talking to you and seeing you. You're so welcome. This has (laughs) been sensational. And uh, spoiler alert, if I see teardrop trailers, I might be sending them your way. Bring it on. Now that I brought this up, you're going to realize that most like artwork and stuff on trailers looks like a teardrop trailer. Oh. Like the little carve outs and stuff is just, it's a teardrop trailer that they do. Okay. Cutesy thing. So there you go. Now that I'm going to put it all over your mind. I'll just go to antique shows and like little like shops in small towns and I'll find them. Yeah. Well, thank you. I look forward to the next teardrop being sent my way, Blake. Yes. (laughs) See you next time.